Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Join us this week are Matty and Calvin to talk about the defeats to Kilmarnock and Livingston. We chat a little bit about transfers with the window closing, preview our first match day in the Europa Conference League and we look ahead to St Mirren on Sunday. Honestly, they crushed my hopes and dreams because that's the greatest opportunity I've ever seen my football club have to get in a premier elite-level European competition. None of this wee diddy thing that's been made up for shit teams that can't make it to actual Europe, right? Have you seen who Zurich have got? Hey, I was watching Arsenal Man United, right, on the weekend there. Was it Saturday? It must have been Sunday. I didn't care when it was, whenever it was. And the commentator was like, oh, and Arsenal have got to play Zurich on Thursday. And I just got angry all over again. I was like, get them out. Get them out. Savage out. Budge out. Nielsen out. Get them all out. Like, honestly, starting with a back eight over there, no good enough, right? And then, fair enough, we played all right for 45 minutes in the second tie, but fucking Dodd Grant. Good place to start the show, uh, Gordon. Um, your reaction, firstly, to, to, to Matty's comments at the start? Can't disagree with anything he's just said. <laughs> to be honest with you, he's just echoing things that I've been saying for years. And, and do you agree everyone has to go? Uh, un- undoubtedly. Um, I think the club from top to bottom for a long time. Listen, you know, people probably listen to this and think, right, I'm switching off. It's a negative review again, as we were bashed on Twitter for um, venting our frustrations on deadline day. Which, by the way, I just want to get this out the road here. Haven't been vindicated in any way. Yes, they started off well by bringing in um, Xander Clark, good backup, absolutely top goalkeeper. Probably be first choice within 18 months, I think. Um, and then, but but what, what else have they done? I mean, they brought in the boy from Wigan, uh, Humphreys, who, Humphreys more like, I mean, it was just a, a shocking debut. I mean, you can maybe argue that he isn't fit, but at the same time, we've signed a striker who's Wigan's backup's backup. And I just think that clearly he isn't anywhere near a replacement for Boyce. It's not grass. I think five years ago would have been a tremendous signing. Um, now, mm, who knows? To be fair, he, he signed for West Ham a couple of years ago and, and actually done very well. Um, but I think he was at Luton last season. And uh, I don't even know what sort of impact he had. I heard they offered him a deal. Um, so he must have done all right, hopefully. Um I think he'll be hit or miss. He'll either come in and, and be very, very good for us or he just, he, you know, he'll just be a, a complete uh, car crash. Either way, I don't think both of them equal one Liam Boyce, in my opinion. Um, I just got there at the end of deadline day and, I mean, I think even Andy Halliday said that, you know, they expected more bodies to come in and um, to have just signed, like I say, a, a Wiggins backups backup um, as your only major signing on deadline day was extremely frustrating. And yes, we've added two free agents since then, but I still don't think it's enough. Um, I, I, I made the comment and I said that I thought the fans had been shortchanged. A lot of people thought that was a ridiculous comment. The reason why I say that, and, and like we've harped on about it loads of times here, record turnover for Hartman Living Football Club is up to, what, 18 million or something we think it's going to be for this year. Record season ticket sales, um, sellouts every week. Um, you've got the the European money. I just wanted the club to be ambitious. And the club's got money as well, because you've got to remember the foundation are pumping a lot of money into the football club. Uh, the fans are, are pumping in money that no other club has as well, by the way. This isn't just you know match day revenue. It's people physically pumping in money on top of spending money in the shop, spending money at the match. Um, so that's extra revenue that Hearts are making here. And they just haven't repaid the fans for that type of loyalty, particularly when you look at everything we've actually went through over the last few years. Now, I'm not talking about going and spending £6 million on players. I'm, I'm talking about being ambitious. And I, I thought we'd have one really marquee signing, and we've not had that in this window. The signings that have came in have been good, don't get me wrong. Um, we've been obviously unlucky with um, the, the Kai Rills injury because I think he's... Easily a very good replacement for Suter. Um, you could even argue that, that he looks certainly a lot more defensively sound than, than what Suter ever did. 
um, and he can play a bit himself. So hopefully he uh, hurries back and we get him, him back into the team. But I just felt up front, yes, Shankland, I think, is a good signing, but that's the sort of signings I think we should be making anyway. It's not a special, out-of-the-blue, wonderful signing. Um, I think it's the sort of, sort of player that you, you need to add. And they haggled long enough on the fee. Um, and fair enough, you know, they got it down to, I don't know, 300,000 and plus add-ons or whatever. So fair enough. But I would have liked to have seen Hearts put, uh, push the boat out for Ellis Sims. I think he would have been in the category of one of those sign-ins, particularly in a permanent. I know he's went to Sunderland on loan and I think he'll do very well there and he might end up back. Um, they're permanently depending on how he does this year, um, because they'll they'll see the the potential and 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 the value for that type of signing. But someone like him or a Tom Rogic has been mentioned quite a lot. I'd love to have seen Tom Rogic at, at Ten Castle. He's a he's a tremendous player. Um, that type of signing is, I think, why I I, I made the comments that I did um, on deadline day, and um, people can have a a certain view of Hearts and and where Hearts are in a football club. Maybe I'm slightly over ambitious and maybe um, maybe slightly delusional. I don't know, but I think Hearts are a big club. Um, it's not just because I support them. I think that you factually back it up, and I just think for years we've shot ourselves in the foot. We've been mismanaged, and um, and we don't behave like a big club. And there's so much potential at Hearts, and we are the third biggest club club in this country, but we don't behave like it. And uh, this was the season where I thought, yes, we finally got our act together after last season. Let's join you. Uh, the, the the I don't want to say the top table because I'm not talking about Champions League or anything. But let's talk. Let's join the top. One of the top European tables in the Europa League um, and see how we get on there. It wasn't to be. We fell into the Conference League, um, but it's a good opportunity, I think, for us to test ourselves still in Europe. And there's a good opportunity there to continue to build the club. But I just felt that summer there was was the summer to invest. We've tied down a lot of our our. Um, stars, if you like, um, good core of the team, and now's the opportunity to start adding key quality bits of signings here and there. And unfortunately, I just think we've um, fell a little bit short because th- this is the season to do it. I know we can talk about next season; we might invest even more and all that. But you're taking a gamble there because we might not even be in Europe next season. Now, um, it could be the, the case that an Aberdeen or a Hibs or or whoever might get that extra money and then suddenly you're playing catch-up again um, or it's an even playing field. Hearts had the opportunity to go way out in front and make sure that um, we were in a, a league by ourselves in third. But unfortunately, as usual, we do things the uh, the hard way. Do poor results cat, make us look at this more? The signings made, the lack of signings made, the lack of a marquee signing. It obviously focused people on it, but let's be real, it was it was going to happen at some point this season anyway because we don't have the depth to compete on all the fronts. It's, it's annoying me and it's a bit surprising how early it's came, this sort of really poor dip in form. I guess injuries haven't helped, but we just, as Gordon Gordon's covered a lot of it really well there, but we, we just haven't signed, we've signed quality players, but we've only got one more player in the squad I think maybe two now, based on what somebody said, put up last week, than what we had last season. Now, that's not enough. Everyone knew it wasn't enough. Um, we need to be we need to be finishing third this year as well. There's no point in getting all this money this year to then allow a Hibs and Aberdeen to go and take it next year. Because let's be honest, Aberdeen, if they get the chance, they'll pull they'll pull away again. They'll no fuck about like we fucked about this year. And I think we we had a really good summer and identifying the key targets we wanted and getting them in early roles Grant, Shankland, the Shank was a bit later than we'd like but obviously we had, we had to deal with that Forrest, we had them in Cochran, we had them in, we had all these guys and, and then nothing really happened from Shankland till last Sunday or a week ago on Sunday we brought in the, the German guy who still can't play because work permit issues and it just kind of felt like the club thought we were okay with what we had um, and then they panicked because if it, I hope to God that Humphreys just had an off game on Saturday and he, he comes good, but that is a panic buy if ever I see one. This time last year, we got we were signed our, our loan signings last year in the last two transfers were Woodburn and in, in, in the summer. I know Woodburn didn't work out how we thought he would, but let's be honest, everyone was buzzing. But that that was a sort of statement signing, if you like, going out signing a very very promising player on loan, and then we signed Sims in January. But if this is the loan market operating now, which is League One reserve players 
that's not good enough. And that, that's what I mean. I think that was just we got to Thursday, realized shit, we really need a striker and who's available and he was available. That that's what that screams of was every other transfer we've made seems to be players we've identified. Snowgrass is another one. I, I, I think it'd be a really good signing for us, if I'm being honest. I, I, I know we got our fingers burnt with Glenn Whelan, but Whelan done all right till he couldn't get in the island squad anymore and then then put them down to Ozang. Snodgrass will do a job. But it is a panic buy. Like, there's no a panic signing. There's no getting away from it. You don't sign 34-year-olds without it being a bit of a panic at this point, given the, given the sort of player we've signed previously. Also, if we'd, if we'd really been in for Snodgrass, we'd have had him in before the European registration window shut. So that it's entirely a, a panic signing. We were a striker short before boys got injured, a wide man short before boys got injured. We're, we're still short in these areas. So I, 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 it just seems like a massive lack of planning. I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if it's the club penny pension. I don't know if it's the manager said he's happy with what he's got. Because on paper, like that's... Starting 11 is the strongest, obviously, without the injuries. The, the starting 11 we've got is the strongest I can remember us since the early Romanov days. But there's nothing behind that. You've seen it in every single game where we started our strongest 11 and made substitutes, we've went backwards. And every game we don't start the strongest 11, we struggle because there just isn't quality. Josh Janelli is not good enough for this level. Mackay Stephen isn't good enough for this level. They, they can fill in in the odd game, Ken St. Johnson at home or whatever, but you can't go to Livingston and start these guys you're not going to win the game. It's as simple as that. And we've seen that. We're now out of the League Cup after going quite a favourable draw. We're now, we had a chance on Saturday to go clear in third. We're now level, back level on third. If we don't win this Saturday, this coming Sunday, we're in deep shit in terms of race for third because our fixtures are horrendous after this with the European games mixed in amongst it. So, I just, I don't know if the club's taken an eye off the ball. I don't know if they've been tight. I don't know if they think because they've spent a lot of money on players already that they've done enough, but they, they haven't. And it's something that I thought we'd sort of left behind in recent years because our transfer windows the last two or three have been really good. And again, they might go out and bring in Rogic and I'll shut up and they'll be over the moon with that. That might be in the plans, but it doesn't seem like it from what, what's went on so far. I get your point about of Rogic, Calvin, but surely we would have made that signing, no? We would have made well, that sign-in. We would have made the Snodgrass sign-in. You're right when you say... Snodgrass, yeah. Rog- Rogic is going to want to see his options. That's why he's a yeah, I mean, if you, if you make the guy an offer, surely somewhere, yeah. someone somewhere would know about that and it would have been out there already. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm more in hope than any expectation with something like that. I just think we're... I mean, the fact is that Robbie comes out on, on Wednesday night saying we need three more players, right? And then we get... To Thursday and everyone's thinking, right, it's going to go mental today. We're going to see, there's going to be loads of rumours flying about. And then all we hear about six o'clock is there's a, a guy from Wigan potentially coming on loan. That's all we got on Thursday. I have to make a point to you as well, uh, Calvin. Wigan are a championship team now, not a League One team. Well, they'll be League One next season. So, <laughs> we're, this is what we're dealing with. I just, man, uh, see if we, if we didn't sign like some promising up and young, up and coming kids from Wigan, I think I'd be a bit more excited by it. But it's not, this, this guy's a, Hopefully he's brilliant. I'm wrong. I really hope that Saturday was just a blip. I'm not. I mean, I can't really give him too much jet for a performance that everyone was shite. Like Mackay, if that was the first time you ever watched Barry Mackay on Saturday, you think he was terrible. So there's there is room for improvement. Hopefully he comes on on Sunday and scores a hat trick. Brilliant, but it would still it's still a panic signing. But you you're not telling me the Hearts have scouted this guy before Thursday. I'd be surprised if the scouting department even heard of this guy before Thursday. It's clear they've went out to agents on Thursday and went, is there any strikers available to come to Thincastle? And that's what we've ended up with. And we've been really good at not doing that recently. It's what we've done constantly under the Levine era, which was we just went out to agents and Y-scout and just looked at guys. Whereas we, under Savage, since Savage came in, it's been scouted players, players we've actually targeted, looked at, spent time finding. And it's just... It's just frustrating. I mean, we might if we finish third this year, great, right? And then we can go on next year. But it's a huge gamble, as Gordon said. You're taking a massive chance on what should be the, the opportunity to just put ourselves in a league of our own. Because back-to-back third-place finishes, Hibs and Aberdeen ain't catching us for a decade without massive outward investment. It's just not happening. So, yeah. The two games that were before the last podcast we had, Gordon... Two defeats, out of the League Cup and Livingston on Saturday as well. I mean, 
two dreadful performances. Yeah, yeah, they, they absolutely were. Um, the Kilmarnock one, um, strangely seen, I've seen that one coming. I don't like playing Kilmarnock there. They're a right bogey team to us. Um, I thought it would maybe be a bit of a slog, but um, I just thought it was a reaction when we went 1-0 down. Because, I mean, I thought we started the game all right. Had a couple of big chances. Um, well, actually, I don't know if you call them big chances. There were, there were chances... I mean, obviously the Shanklin headers, the the, the big one, but um, yeah, I thought that tempo was okay, um, but one ball into the box, and you know their their striker is in between our two centre halves, um, and he just I mean it's a great header and it was a really good ball to be fair, it's a good goal for their point of view, but it's a goal that's totally avoidable and shouldn't be happening, particularly when you're playing a back three, that goal shouldn't happen. Um, you know, he should. He, there's no danger someone should be unmarked in, in the heart six yard uh, six yard box, and being able to head of the ball into the, the back of the net. Um, totally not. Great header from his point of view. Really good cross, but it, sh- it shouldn't be happening. We're back four. You can, but well, you know, maybe. But we're back three, and the way we set up, that shouldn't be happening. That goal. Um, and like I say, I just thought you know the reaction after that was uh, it was poor and. The tempo was poor. Uh, there was no belief that we were going to get back into the game. Um, the formation, again, didn't help because um, Kilmanic were able to just sit in and we just had, again, we're outnumbered in the middle of the park. Um, stuck with the, the back three too long, which it doesn't work anymore. I think teams have sussed how uh, how to play against us, particularly if we've not got our strongest side on the park. And, uh, and Kilmanic done the simple things well. You know, they played for time. They frustrated us. And uh, we just had no quality on the bench. And you've seen that, you know, in the substitutes. And um, it was a frustrating evening, um, but sadly a predictable one, I think. Um, and, you know, Kilmarnock now are in the quarterfinals. They've got Dundee United at home. That's a game that you would have fancied Hearts to, to win and then get into a semi-final. But, um, you know, again, we're, we're, we're out this competition once again. And it's got to be a huge disappointment because it's a competition one of the two trophies we have a, a realistic chance of, of winning and, and getting to the final of. And um, again, we've blew it. We're home tie. Uh, That's the one game we've played in the competition this year and we're out already. And I think to not even not even look like getting back into the game, I think has to probably be the best, biggest disappointment. I mean, you can lose games, of course, but I think it's got to be the, the manner of it. And I just thought the manner was poor and it was the exact same at Livingston. It was almost a car- carbon copy. We were okay in the first 20 minutes or so. Huffed and puffed a little bit. Didn't really create any clear-cut chances, but I thought the tempo was okay. And then we give away a stupid goal. Again, another avoidable goal. Um, you know, trying to play offside and we're sloppy and getting out. I mean, why they've got Humphreys that deep anyway? Um, why why is he involved in, in trying to defend a set piece? I mean, he's a striker. Not only that, he's only in the door two minutes. I mean, can hug, hug the touchline, you know, stay up keep one of their defenders back. Uh, just a, a complete nonsense. The, the, the uh, How to set up like that. How not to set up and blink at uh, 101. It, it's, that's that's schoolboy stuff. We get, give away a stupid goal and then we didn't look like we were going to get back into the game. I mean, did their goalkeeper have to... Did he actually make a save? I we can't really remember. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. I think, uh, I think maybe deep into the second half... Um, Ewan Henderson got the ball at one point could have passed, didn't, lost the ball and then that was it and that's generally the only half chance I remember us getting um, apart from that we were we were toothless and I thought we could barely string two passes together um, and I thought the players got off light at the end, uh, you know I thought the fans were flat and all um, they'd, you know, they got a wee boo and everybody just shuffled away as if it was expected and um, that's probably got to be the most disappointing thing uh, I expect a reaction on Thursday, but you know if they're going to defend like that, it'll be a it'll be a, a an open buffet for uh, Istanbul because I just think you know you shoot yourselves in in the foot constantly, and we've set up twice now with the same formation with players that are clearly not comfortable in in positions shoehorned into this this style of play um, that isn't working. It isn't attractive to watch. Um, is boring negative shite and, and that's exactly what we've seen over the last two games and it's got to change you know they've got to find something else they've got good players at the football club start utilising them um, 
get people like but I mean, Barry McKay started out wide on Saturday. I mean, what use is he out wide? Get him in the middle of the park and get him involved in the game. And that didn't happen until the second half. And by then, you know, Livingston, are uh, they've got something to, to defend. They can sit in a lot deeper. And it's it's a lot easier for them. And um, and I thought it was a, an easy afternoon for them. They'll probably not get many easier afternoons um, than that. And had it not been from a few Craig Gordon saves, it could have been another 3-4-0. Um, and that, quite frankly, is, is a disgrace. And we had the opportunity to actually go second, um, which would have been crazy when you think about it. Um, but it's not good enough. And it's, uh, it's quite simply got to change. You tend to want to go to the football to be entertained, Matty, don't you? But this season, it seems as if we've not been entertained so far. I think Gordon touched on it with the formation thing there, though. I mean, he's right in what he says with the fact that we've been shoehorning our, our most exciting players into really, really strange positions. I mean, we all know Barry McKay's at his best coming off the left in that inside channel not hugging the touchline on either wing. I mean, I've seen times this season where Nielsen's played him on the right. He played him on the right at Easter Road for a bit. Um, he moved him left wing within 30 seconds. He fucking played a ball through to Shankly where we went 1-0 up. So, I mean, if ever there was a moment in a game that proves why he should be playing with inside, off the left, with a fullback overlapping him, it was that. Because that's where you get the best out of him. I think Boyce has been a huge miss as much as he's been incredibly frustrating for the last six months in front of goal. We've had two shots on target since he got hurt. I mean, if any stat sums up how much you miss someone, it's that one. You know, I mean, we've brought in Snodgrass to try and replace that by the looks of things. You bring in a nice, experienced ex-Scotland international that's played in Premier League. You think, right, tick, tick, tick. We but older, giving them a one-year contract. Fantastic. Oh, we missed them for Europe. I mean, why why bring in an experienced international footballer into the club? You'll be on half decent money to not be able to play in Europe when that's when you need these kind of players. I said it before before the um, the Zurich game and that before the second leg, I came on the podcast and I said that I thought the old guy that they had in the middle of the park ran the show for them and we were missing that kind of thing. We've signed one, but we've signed him a week too late, so why bother it seems that just seems a desperation one for me for the league would they have made a difference against kelly probably would they have made a difference against levy probably is he going to last probably not i mean he's not going to get 90 minutes every week you're going to get 60 minutes out of him one week you're going to get half an hour out of him the next week it reminds me a bit of stevie naismith you know, good player but coming right towards the end and who knows Maybe he'll add a bit more creativity, I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. If he's going to play with a back five, two in the middle, and Mackay and Snodgrass off of Shankland, I ain't going to be entertaining football because between Snodgrass and Shankland, you've got no pace at all, and it's going to be a slog for the rest of the season if that's how he plans on setting up. Do you not think he'll fit in our back eight well, Calvin? He's got a lot of experience, eh? I'm sure he's... Um... Sure, sure, he can read that game well enough. Variety of positions potentially as well, you know. Yeah, with everywhere. We don't. I mean, look, we've got we've got a lot of injuries right now. I think he'd do a good job at left wing back. If we can, if we can fit Snodgrass into the back eight, then we don't need an R centre half. So everyone's a winner, really. Or we could just not play a fucking back eight, but you know that's that's just me. Crazy tactics. Well, well, I heard Xander Clark's playing up front tomorrow. Oh, fucking Denny Ross. He scored that goal. I've seen it on Twitter. Bit harsh and cheesy, that. Got in the team of the week. Did. Twice. Two, two separate teams of the week. The Cinch one and the Sports Scotland one. Ryland's going to have an interview with them soon. Just you watch. Well, the banner will be off the charts on that one. It'll be almost as good as his Craig Gordon one. <laughs> You're giving Ryland a bad rep there. I thought those interviews were quite fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it... These signings, oh Gordon, do sort of spell the panic Hearts have been in to get players in. Do you think we should have planned for this earlier? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I know um, it's an obvious question. That, that, that's enough, that's all you need. Yes, we should have, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, uh, Matty said it, you know, why, why sign a player um, a week too late, uh, particularly one like Snodgrass? And I heard Nielsen say, well, you know, 
I know he can't play in Europe, but maybe that means that um, he'll be better in, in the league. You know, it's better prepared for him. He can, he can go from week to week. I mean, that's complete pish. I mean, it really is. Um, I think to, to to bring in a player like Snodgrass, I mean, listen, you knew he was available. Um, and I, I, I've been saying for ages, the draw, I mean, listen, Hearts are an attractive club anyway, but you've got the European draw that you can say to players, go oh, on, we're playing in Europe. You know, you can group potentially Europa League at the time, but it's Conference League. It's still a pretty uh, pretty tasty draw when you look at it. You know, Istanbul will be a, a really good test, but you've got Fiorentina, two games against them, and then obviously you've got the Riga game as well. But it's still it's still a good standard, and, and, it, and it's one of these groups that you think, you know, we could potentially compete in it with the right players. I think the squad at the moment, I think that'll, that'll be a bit of a stretch, but um, there's no reason, certainly if we add that little bit of uh, stardust. Um, and an experienced player like Snodgrass, who has played in big games, and you always seen him come up. Um, I mean, we talk about fitting in in negative formations. I mean, he was, I think he was a top goal scorer for Gordon Strachan's Scotland team. So, I mean, if he could do well in that crappy formation, I mean, he loved the back eight as well. Um, so, you know, he was popping up with goals in, in, in that team. So, he can use his experience and I'm sure he's probably similar to what Naismith was, a big game player, and you'll probably see him pop up in the big game with big goals, but um, it is disappointing that he isn't able to play in Europe. Um, total panic buys. And and again, we, we, we spoke about it, I think, on before we'd even kicked the ball this season, that um, we expected a little bit quality. I think maybe the, the most disappointing thing from our point of view is we actually thought the club was going to do it. Um, and I think that's probably why we're all so flat at the moment is because we've maybe been treated over the last 18 months. I mean, listen, we've been treated, and I, I emphasise the word treated here, um, to competent signings, something we're not used to as Hearts fans. And um, obviously we've uh, we've just got too used to it. So we've been ba- uh, brought back down to earth again by a traditional crappy striker who scored about three goals in his entire career. Um as the man to save us. And then, uh, you know, we've got, uh, we've signed a German player, can't pronounce his name, won't even try, um, who can't play now because he's ineligible. I mean, we signed him, what, two weeks ago or something. Um, still not able to kick a ball for us. Uh, we signed Xander Clark, yeah, good signing, but again, we probably should have made that signing last summer um, or equivalent of, of a backup goalkeeper like him because unfortunately, cheesy isn't good enough despite his exploits at Celtic Park. And then obviously we, we bring in um, Snodgrass, a 34-year-old free agent who could have been brought in last week and now isn't registered for Europe. So, yeah, to answer your original question, we should have planned a lot better. That was fucking depressing to listen to all that. You can't even argue with the word of it. I mean, it's shambolic. I listened back to our season preview after I brought it up in a group chat the other week, just after deadline day went past. And I think that the, I can't remember this, which signed Shankland at the time. I think we had I because he played in the Stoke game. And um, yeah, we were all saying the same thing. Happy with the players that have came in. They've all looked like they're a good standard. But we said them we were three or four short. We've lost two players since then. Um, we've signed a backup goalkeeper who was one of the players that we were we said we were after. We both wanted two more strikers in before Boyce got injured. We all wanted a wide player. We could have went for it. Well, we wanted two attackers anyway, a striker and an attacking wide player. We all wanted another midfielder. We all called out that we were short at centre half. And I mean, we are four miserable bastards. And if we can see it, how can the people that are getting paid thousands of pounds a month not see it? That's what I just don't understand. I know what money's coming in. It's UEFA spell it out to you. If you want to look it up, you can. Right, we've got so much money available. Gordon mentions it every week. Record season tickets. That's not going to continue, by the way. That's going to be a massive loss of income if we don't change things for the rest of the season. I already know people that have got their first season ticket that aren't going back. I work well. Lassie has got her first season ticket in years. She's not even bought a ticket for Istanbul at home. Fucking European game. I mean, admittedly, she finishes at six, but she could have got away early. Just, I mean, we've successfully managed to kill the momentum of her best season we've had in about 15 years in a month and a half. I mean, that's some achievement. you gotta, you got to say that is some achievement. It's unbelievable. I'm fuming. 
still annoyed. Won't be back. Do you blame the people above for not giving Mr. Nielsen support during this? Because Calvin, you know, if he was given players, managers always want to be given players, don't they? And it's yeah. other people's jobs to get the players in, isn't it? Yeah, like I, I don't actually, I don't know, this might come as a shock, but I, I don't actually blame Robbie at all for, for this. Um, I blame him for his tactics. Never know, the tactics love it, we're, we're honking. That's that's uh, that's entirely his fault. But in terms of the, the, the signings, and no, I, he's not going to, there's no way that he spent three weeks saying, oh no, no, I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody. I'd imagine he's been at them going, we still need X, Y, and Z. I mean, he, I've I've not I've never heard Robbie really come out in the in the press and actually say we need players in this position, but he did come out and say that last Wednesday that he expected to bring in three players, two to three players on Thursday. The over rotation's killing us at the moment, and if Nielsen's plan was to rotate as regularly as this, then he has to have told them that he needs more players, more quality backups because our bench is so. Th- I mean, they didn't even fill the bench on Saturday. But that's not been mentioned. That we didn't even fill, we couldn't even fulfill the bench, and we've already got three youth players on there. So we're we're running on bare bones already. We're only in September. What we're going to be like after we played Riga, Istanbul? You know, the October's October's horrendous after the international break. Remember, we had till we had we had since April to plan for this. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the big thing. I yeah. mean, I, I don't, I don't want to jump in too much here, but I think what Calvin's saying is he's saying that he doesn't think it was Nielsen to blame, and I agree with him there. Of course, Robbie Nielsen wasn't planning on the squad being this big. I mean, he's been talking about the squad needing to be bigger for the better part of the last four months. I mean, after the cup finally came out, and he said that the squad was too short. We all accepted that. We all agreed. We all seen that there was a lack of options on the bench. We then listened to Savage. He went on, he, he'd done an interview with some, I can't remember who it was. He went on there and he said publicly exactly what Robbie had said after the cup final, that we had to increase the squad. And I think, I mean, I, I put it up on Twitter, right? And I wasn't going to read it out, but I'm going to read it out because it's, it's incredible. Right? This summer, we brought in Rolls. He replaced Suter. Rolls is now Hart. We brought in Grant. He replaced McInef. He's now suspended for the for the next European game, so he can't play it, right? We've brought in the new German guy who's not got a work permit to cover up to cover off for Benny Beningame. We've brought in young Lewis Nielsen to replace uh Taylor Moore, right? Fair enough, that's an upgrade. We brought in Shankland, who's replaced Sims. We've brought in Humphreys, who's replaced Boys. We've brought in Forrest, who's replaced Ben Woodburn. And finally, after the deadline, we've brought in a goalkeeper who's going to sit on the bench and play when Gordon's not available, and a 34-year-old that can't play in Europe. So if our issue was we don't have strength and depth at the end of last season when we weren't competing in Europe, we were competing in the league, got toughed out of the League Cup earlier than we got toughed out, toughed out this year, by the way, and we got to a Scottish Cup final, we couldn't handle that with the squad size that we've got, or had, I should say. What chance have we got now? We're going to be playing about 10 more games this season. Oh, but we got injuries. We're unlucky with injuries. You're going to get injuries when you're playing twice a week for four months. We all knew this in April and no one's addressed it. And that, for me, is why it's not good enough. It's a complete failure of planning. And I'm going to use really strong words here because it is. It's an absolute failure on the behalf of the club. And frankly, it's not good enough. And if we don't manage to scrape our way into Europe, which I can only see happening if we're lucky enough to still be in it come January and we're out of Europe, then we've massively let every single fan down, the, the board, the ownership, the sporting director have let the club down, they've let themselves down, and we've missed the best opportunity I can remember this football club having in my lifetime. Do you agree with Matty, um, Gordon? Yep. I mean, there's, there's nothing else I can say. You know, he's, he's pretty much said, uh, said it all there, hasn't he? And um, pretty much echoing everything I think we've we've... We've been saying, and um, I mean, what more can you say about it? You know, people will, will always jump on the the bandwagon of, you know, what more do you want? What more do you expect? You know, we finished third last season. You know, we might not have even had a club six years ago, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very much of the opinion that Hart and Lothian, um should should be a certain standard. 
Um, they should conduct themselves in a certain standard and particularly when the fans put their hands in their pocket. I mean, for some reason, um, if I say some reason, I mean, there was never been any doubt, but I've spent nearly about a £1,000. Yeah, it must be around about a £1,000 on these, these European trips. Um, going to watch them. Um, you know, we were in Switzerland where I thought we were let down by a very guffy, poor performance. Um, but we let it go. Um, we're now, you know, we've booked up for Riga next week. Got tickets for Florence. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're I'm going to Istanbul. So, um, will they give me any joy and happiness in these games? Probably not, but I'll be pissed. So, at the end of the day, that's fine. But as a football club, it needs to be better. I want these trips regularly, and I want Hearts to be competing at the top table. I want Hearts to be uh, able to spend money and bring in attractive players and play an attractive brand of football. And I just think at the moment we're letting ourselves down drastically, and uh, this was the opportunity. I'm, I'm probably in danger of repeating myself now, but generally I, I, I don't know what else you can say about it. Um we, we harped on about how huge an opportunity that this was for the football club and we're in danger of undoing all that good work. Um, and it really is not. And this isn't just a reaction to two defeats. Um, I think you, I think it's the manner of the defeats and I think it's the, the, the injuries as well. Um, hearts are in danger now of, of going on a run. Um, listen, I don't see them getting a result Thursday, but I just think that's the level of the the opposition we're playing against. Um, the St Mirren game is, is a dodgy one. You know, we're now playing a St Mirren team who are, are, are still a poor side, in my opinion, but they're in form. And I think they've won something like... Or they did just get beat 3-0 you know, off St Johnston. Sorry, so they did. Yeah, But apart from that, you know, I think they'd won three in the bounds before that or something. Yeah. So, so they're obviously a team that's feeling good about themselves. Um, you know, we shipped two goals to that St Johnston team, two poor goals. Um, We've got to watch ourselves in that game eh? because if Hearts were to lose that game or even even draw that game, you really have to question them. Particularly when you know you've got Aberdeen who will be playing Rangers. You hope Rangers will 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 beat them in that game. Um, and uh, I don't even know who Ebbs are playing. I'm not bored about them. I think they're pish. But um, but Aberdeen seem to be the team who are who are going to challenge us this season. Um, and they've spent money and um, and they know. They know the prize that's on offer here if they can get themselves um, what we had this season. You know, they'll be sitting there watching us on Thursday with MV and it's all right saying, oh, you know, let's start the party, hearts in Europe, blah, 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 blah. I want to continue the party and keep the party going for years to come. And uh, unfortunately, the way we're going, um, we're going to have the lights off by 11 o'clock and up the road. This has been quite a negative podcast, but Calvin, I just want to mention one last thing. Pricing for these European games, do you think it's been fair to the fans that have, that have suffered throughout the years? You know, relegations, going up, saving the club, relegation again. Do you not think this would have been a great opportunity for the board and, and us being a fan-owned club to um, reward the fans by giving them, you know, a reasonable price ticket for the three European group stage games? I would say they are reasonable price, to be honest with you. Um, averaging is that reasonable? I'd yeah, for, a, for a, what is effectively a category A game. Was, I mean, obviously, I would obviously I would love it to be cheaper. Don't get me wrong, but what is effectively a category A game? Thirty quid is not that much. Like yeah, you're, already, you're already paying about three hundred quid for a season ticket. Got another hundred quid on top of that. I know, like, but they seem to be rinsing money out of us quite a bit. There's a lot more I can. And then not on. spending it on anyone they yeah, fucking need. That would that's my that's my bigger my bigger argument rather than the actual. Obviously, I'd rather it was cheaper. I'd rather it's twenty five quid a ticket or twenty quid a ticket. But the club know what they're doing. They, they they've sold the package on probably on the back of the Fiorentina tie, right? Because that that's going to sell it. That's that you could probably sell that game out twice. They maybe could average that a bit better. Like I say, Riga's not going to get. It's not if people are still going to go. Most people would still go, but and then Istanbul tomorrow. It, at half five quarter to six isn't going to. Um, it's not going to. So we're going to buy because people are going to buy a ticket to buy the three match pack. I, I kind of get too worked up with thirty quid a ticket, man. I just, but a capital city club, everyone's expensive in Edinburgh, regardless. You look at Rangers and Celtic are charging one hundred and sixty and one hundred and eighty quid for their three game packages. I know they're obviously it's a higher level, but 
Glasgow's a, there's, you know what I mean? Edinburgh's a far more expensive city than Glasgow. It's just one of those things. I, it, I think I think they're taking the absolute piss out of us. To be fair, I think the club take the piss out of us with a lot of things, but I think charging an average category price for a category game is one of them. I think it's a. Uh, but you made the point there. Is Riga a category A game? No, no yeah. but we're playing in a we're playing in a third we're playing in a a third tier European competition. It's my. Riga's, Riga's the only opportunity I think we have of winning a European tie this season, which is sad, but true. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I get your point, Ross. Like, they, they could have given one a fan-owned club, etc. Could have. It's going to sell out anyway. They could. They could have lowered the price from twenty-five quid a ticket. Just, I don't know. I, I, I'm so used to paying 28, 30 quid. I mean, Livingston was 27 quid on Saturday, man. Like, is, is it really, is £3 really that much worse than... I'm, I'm, I'm not denying, I'm not making the point about the, the tickets, really. I mean, the, yeah. my point is, they rinse us out of money. Yeah, they don't spend they the money. money. That's, that's they my don't fuck. spend the money, and yeah. we're expected to continue to... No, that's that, that's my issue, and I know, and I know, I can see the comments already. This will be the oh, we spent one and a half million pound this, but we, we, you know, Matt and Gordon have covered this enough times. We've not spent enough money this summer, given relative to revenue. So that that annoys me, and that you know, if they'd sold these, if this package had went on sale last Monday, and we went out and used all the money from to sign a big fucking star centre forward, then yeah. Yeah, I get your overall point. The club, they, they do like taking money off the fans, right? They do. There's, there's no denying that. And where some of that money is going, questions to be asked. Um, I'm going to get into that. But I just... I don't know. I'd, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not used to paying shit ticket prices. But, I mean, there's it's just came out now with the, the latest batch of ticket sales for Riga, where Riga were charging €8 Euros for a ticket for the first batch. And uh, their, their second batch is €22 Euros a ticket. So they've clearly seen people coming and went, right, we'll just stop that for... What is, by the looks of things, because Ali's just getting a map of the ground, is uh, the, the same part of the ground. It's the section next to the section they've already sold. So Only um, proper hearts men pay €8 Euros for uh, Riga tickets. I'd have paid €22, Euros though. Like, th- this, is, this is the thing. I mean, yeah. I think I think I might be in the same boat as Calvin here. I mean, the four of us are idiots. Like, we've been spending this kind of money on football for most, most weeks of the year for the last... I don't know. I don't remember not doing it. I mean, unfortunately for me, the first few years of my life, I was a kid and my dad footed the bill, but, you know, he's a pensioner now, so he's kind of paying his way back for that one. But is it is it a lot of money? I never thought twice about it. I mean, this, this, this yeah. is... This is I, I never even looked. I never even looked. I think it was 90-odd quid, right? See, if it was 100-odd quid, I'd have still bought it. When you factor in how much money we spend on the other part of football, right? So say we go to Dundee, like say we go to Dundee United away, right? Overall, that day costs like 120 quid. The ticket price costs 27. So such a small part of the cost. And when it comes to Europe, right, all I've been worried about is flight prices and hotel prices. The, the fact that the thought of home ticket prices didn't even factor. I mean, spent, what, 700 quid on to go to Zurich for two days. We're spending seven 800 quid to go to Italy for a couple of days. God knows how much Gordon's spending going to <laughs> Latvia, Turkey and and Italy. So when you factor all that in, 100 quid for three home tickets is it's kind of just. I'm so used to it now that if, if the club had came out and charged us 200 quid, yeah, I'd have been furious because that you're, you're ripping the absolute piss with that. It's 60 odd, 70 odd quid a ticket. That that would be taking the piss, but they're just charging a standard price. And I think I think because it's came as a one block ticket at 90 quid, people have went, oh, that's quite steep. But you got to remember, is a like compared to season tickets, quite pricey. But the season ticket. I think, I think Hearts are one of the best value for money there is out there in terms of season ticket prices if you sit in certain areas of the ground. No, but I, I think... watch that. Value for money to watch that. They should pay us. They should pay us that, to watch this season. Um, but I, 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 I do get your point. And I think, it is, I think it is easy for us all to say, you know, it's our hobby, it's what we do, it's what we go and do on a Saturday, so we're, we're happy to pay it. I just think, I just think, personally, I think we're in danger of, yeah. of hitting a, a sort of pricing thing that, that actually stops, you know, the next generation of Hearts fans getting to go. Games, I get that, but we do we yeah. do charge, we, we do do quite good pricing for smaller games. I think with this game, because it, because it's so big, like... But you want young always... fans to go and see games like this. And you for do. me, you know, a, a family's getting priced out of this. 
It's two hundred fifty points Ross, for a family four. Like, when it comes down to this, get these ties, right? If you look at the amount that we've sold, there's not going to be very many walk-up tickets left. So that, that argument to me doesn't really wash. I get, I'd get your point if we had 10,000 tickets on sale for walk-up punters and you're like, oh, well, the next generation of Hearts fans get a ticket. I mean, the next generation of Hearts fans, if they don't have a season ticket, will be lucky to get one because we expanded the ground and didn't make it big enough and didn't even finish it. Obviously, we've got Istanbul coming up tomorrow, Gordon. Do you do you give Hearts any hope? Uh, no, <laughs> to be honest, um, it's difficult to say how they'll they'll approach the game. I mean, listen, if it's if it's if we turn in a similar performance like we did against Zurich, then then we give ourselves half a chance um, at home under the lights. You never know. Um, it could be a similar night to like we had. I mean, we mentioned the Zagreb game. Um, in the lead up to to the Zurich podcast, and uh, and what a night that was, and it was almost an unexpected Hearts performance, and um, they won two 0 I think they would need a, a similar level um, that they were at that night, and they will probably need something like Zagreb, eh, sorry, for Istanbul to have a Zagreb type performance. But these are a good side, and uh, they're the top seeds in this group for a reason. Um, they're they're going very well in their own own league, which is a good standard against some big clubs. Um, they've got a you know a few household names, but I, I think they, they they won't be playing. They've just brought in uh, Triori on loan from Villa. Um, I think he's he, he'll make his debut. Um, yeah, I I don't see Hearts getting anything from the game, but it'll be interesting to see what type of performance they they come up. You know, if it's a similar outcome to the Zurich game, listen, we'll be disappointed naturally, but I think we'll probably be quite encouraged. Um, you know, if they were to lose out by by one goal and the and the performance is good, I think you can accept that. Um, but you, you know, the the game could easily go away from them, and um, you just don't know who's going to be fit. You would imagine it'll be Hearts the strongest team. I, I I can't see anything. I mean, if it's any, if the team against Livingston starts, there's no point even going to the match because it'll just be an absolute whitewash. Um, they're a good domestic. Uh, sorry, they're a good possession based team. Uh, who've got are packed with pace and power, and uh, and it'll be a real test. And I think this is definitely a step up from Zurich. I think these are they, these will be a better side than than what Zurich will have been. Um, so Hearts will need to be ready for it. It'll be a tough test, but uh, but they've nothing to lose. You know, it's it is a home game. Um, they might as well go and enjoy the occasion. Um, I guess there's probably no pressure on them compared to the Zurich game, where there was pressure on them because they were, it was a playoff game. It was. It was cutthroat. This is a little bit different, so um, it might suit Hearts. They, they might be more relaxed, and um, and we can play football. You know, maybe we can. Um, we've shown that, and uh, certainly if the team turn up and everyone plays to the maximum, who knows? But I think it's um, I think it's going to be a difficult evening for Hearts. It'll be a tough test, and um, I just unfortunately think they'll have too much for us. Do you echo that, Matty? I, I mean, I agree it'll be a tough test. Um, there is a part of my head that I'm, that I'll never lose. It's always there, and it's the reason why I always go. That thinks we've got a chance. Probably Denny. And if you've listened to everything I've said on this podcast so far, you'd find that hard to believe, but there is a little bit in my head where I'm like, hmm, could we maybe sneak this? Listen, I thought we were going to be Spurs, so <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Like it's there. It is there. Like there's part of my my part of my head that thinks maybe well will they take the confidence league seriously? Um Ozil's apparently not fit and he's the only player they've got that I've actually heard of. So I don't know how good the rest of them are. They'll probably end up like turning us over. But it'd be nice to to dream. So I'm gonna dream. I think we can get a result based off nothing. But I think we can get a result. I yeah. Why not? It's a one-off game. I think I think there's a chance. Um, okay. Gordon said Zagreb at home. Even Liverpool at home. A far better team than Istanbul. We gave them a run for the money. Zurich grew a phenomenal in the first half. Um, get Zurich's poor. They've been this season. They're no marks. They won the league last year. So it's just a different game. You can't you can't read into any past performances in the league and say that Hearts will take that into tomorrow because we just won't. We all know we won't. It's like going to a Derby game against the Old Firm at Tynecastle. You know we're going to start. 
I mean, are we saying that Istanbul are miles better than Celtic and Rangers? Probably not. I mean, we wouldn't go into a game against Celtic and Rangers going every single time we're going to get absolutely horsed. So they've still got some big names. I mean, Ozil's out, apparently. Lucas Bigley is still playing for them. 55 caps for Argentina. Played for AC Milan, Roma. Or La- no, sorry, Lazio. Kind of get that one the wrong way around. Right? So, um, signed Bertrand Traore on loan. He came on from the weekend and scored. They're currently, what, the 22 games unbeaten in Turkey or something? The top of the league, anyway. Um, so it's going to be a tough game. They, they could... They could turn up tomorrow and do a Spurs touch. They, they absolutely could. But what's the point of being at this level if you're not gonna if you're not gonna at least try and have a bit of hope that they could pull us on a bit spectacular? It's gonna it's, it's gonna be tough. They could turn up and tell us. It's a really good test. I'm just a bit I'm a bit take it seriously though. I mean yeah, they top, will. But do, they you, will. do you think? Do you think they will? Though they're top of the well, league. They won. They they had to qualify to get into this, and they won. They won all their qualifiers. So yeah, if you want to go take it seriously, you, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have won the qualifiers, would you? If you weren't bothered. Of I mean, any, I mean, I've not looked. I've not looked. I don't know what their strongest team is. I don't know if any of you guys have looked, but I've got. I was looking at their team. They played were, were they weekend. playing their strongest team in the qualifiers? Were they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. you look at you look at the team. I mean, I, I'm basing this off a. Of, Sort of maybe your Spanish teams, your English teams, your Italian teams, but I mean Roma got done in this competition last season in the group stage. They went on to win it. Yeah, you never yeah, know. Like, 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 they're, they're they're twenty two games. Who have they got at the weekend? If they got Galatasaray, then maybe they'll rest players. You look at like, Tottenham got beat off NS Mura last season in this competition because they didn't take it seriously. Um, That's my they, hope. My hope because if we yeah. can win, if we can win this, right. Say they didn't take this seriously, and I'm going to go pie in the sky dreamer here, right? I'm going to... going to 180. Who have they got? They've got Besiktas at the weekend. Right, so, half a chance that they're resting players for that. Yeah, then, right? nah, that's, a, that's a fair point. So I'm, I'm going I'm going full 180 on everything I've said. If we could sneak a win here, seconds there for the taking, by the way, because I fancy us to take 6 for 6 against Riga. And all I'm that means... I want to take 6 for 6 against Riga. Aye, but that means you're going to Istanbul last game of the group, knowing that if you get anything, you're through. Mm-hmm. Not a bad position to be in. No, it wouldn't be. I, I, yeah, I, I think I'm not. It's hard to predict. Like, would, no, sorry, no, be Shikdas. Um, Istanbul would liable to beat Fiorentina, um, just to throw a spanner in the mix there, because that's probably the game that they would play their full strength team against. But you've got um, to remember, Istanbul's the top seed here. Yeah, it's probably a good time to play them. To be honest, be your first game. First game, yeah. Um, first they game, they've got, a dar- they've got a derby the weekend. Yeah. Are they going? Are they going to rest? You got, you got a hope because they, I, they might look at us the same way they'd look at Riga as well. They might completely underestimate us. Yeah, let's be honest. If we were playing, if we were playing, if you're, Riga, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're if you're, if you're like, right, you're a manager. You've not uh, playing in fucking managing off in Turkey with the amount of money they've got. They've probably got some like Raj Brazilian that's never watched a Scottish football game in his life, right? Or some crazy guy on like fifty grand a week because that's what they do in Turkey, right? Hopefully, he's came over. He scouted us against Levy. Right, he's went. These are pish. I'm going to play the laddies, and we get three points. Yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest. If they if they've watched the Hearts game since the draw was made, then they will be thinking about absolutely shocking. So, um, yeah, football fans, isn't it? I mean, the Riga review will be saying the same about getting getting points off Florentina. The Riga review. The Riga um, review. What are fucking twelve of them? They've got honestly right. They make Livy look like a big club. That's I, okay. By the way, can I? But I went on about this before Zurich, and I'm going to go on a bit again. See, clubs like Riga regularly make like this is what I mean about how we should be doing a lot better as a country in Europe. By the way, fucking Riga, like what is Riga? Riga were actually thirty seconds from going out against Linfield. I don't know oh. if you actually seen it, but yeah. like Linfield were winning one nil. They were it was in deep in a we're shutting Riga twice. Uh, no, hundred percent. But it was just funny like what Linfield actually done. They had the chance. And they had three players on one, uh, three on one to kill the game, make it 2 0. They made an arse of the chance. Riga broke at the other end and scored in like the sixth minute stoppage time and ended up going and putting them out. <laughs> the pish. So if Hearts didn't win the two games, then there's got to be a managerial change, in my opinion. Aye, uh, questions need to be asked. Minimum six points in this group. I'm aiming for nine going but into again, the last game. But again, this is the guy that lost to Broader Rangers, so I'm taking nothing for granted. And Barca Cara. <laughs> um, and then obviously St Mirren on, on Sunday um, we've alluded to them having a sort of stop start season Calvin um, 
what do you expect from that game? If we get a win on Thursday, will we will we be will we have a hangover after that? Or I hope not, because Sunday's game against the is huge, by the way. Like the the run of results we've got, not results, run of games we've got after this is fucking brutal. Like it is really, really tough. So we we need to be getting three points on Sunday. Um Aberdeen are playing Rangers Saturday. So you're hoping they drop points and we can go clear, clear in third again. So I think I think Samirin are, are one of these teams. We shouldn't be losing them at home. They've had a good start to the season. Far better than Ad. Adam was probably my team to go down this year, Demers and Johnston. They've had a far better start than we'd like. They did get absolutely gubbed at the weekend. So hopefully that's the sort of wheels coming off a bit. But no, it's, it's a game we have to win. It's a game we should be winning. If we're not winning that, then we need to have a real it's gonna it's gonna be meltdown across the board. Questions will be getting asked. <laughs> but I thought, this, I thought this was already meltdown on this podcast. Can't wait for next week. This is Aberdeen beat Rangers on Saturday. We lose Saturday and go three points off third this year in the season. I think uh, no, I think, I think it's, it's a must-win game. It's a, it's a huge game. Um, all the all the home games after European ties are massive games at the moment because realistically they're only chances to pick up points, especially against the, the bottom sides. I mean, you look at after Fiorentina away, we're away at Aberdeen. After Fiorentina at home, we're away at Kelly. I don't really see us getting much there. Before Fiorentina away, we've got Rangers at home. Uh, Ross County away after Riga at home. How many points do you really think we're picking up there? So these have to, these games have to be the ones that we do get. Minimum of nine, otherwise questions will be getting asked on this show, Calvin. Questions will be getting asked. Stick by it. Stick by it. But no, it's, it's a massive game. It's a massive game. And predictions for, for both games then, lads. Firstly, Istanbul in the Conference League. Matty, we'll come to you first. 2-0 hearts. Really? I mean, it's it's pure hope. There's nothing to back that up, but 2-0 hearts. I mean, if you've listened to this whole podcast, apart from when we talk about the Istanbul game, you'd think... If you, if you, if you listen to this podcast, you'd go, why does this guy watch hearts? And the answer has just been given. I am deluded as fuck. At least you said it, Calvin. Your prediction for Istanbul? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go two one, two one hearts. Just pure belief rather than anything else. Pure hope over expectation. Um, two one. There's no. It's a point in going. If you're just gonna get gubbed, might as well, might as well have a punt on it. Two one. This hearts. is this is where Gordon goes four 0 Istanbul. I mean, he's probably gonna be right, but it's not the point. Three one Istanbul. I, I I think we'll get gubbed. To be perfectly honest, I, no, think I don't so. think we'll get gubbed. I just think they they will have too much quality for us tonight. I just think defensively, um, you know, had, had we had a settled you know defence in there, I just think our makeshift back seven or eight, uh, sadly, won't be able to stand up to to their quality. And I think uh, I think we'll play well. I think we'll we'll be in the game, but I just think in the end we'll fall short and. Um, you know, I think they'll um, they'll they'll beat us three one. Unfortunately, hope I'm wrong. Hope Hearts pull off a famous night under the lights, but uh, I just uh, I just can't see it. Sadly, I mean, I'd love it to be a one 0 Hearts win, but I'm gonna get gubbed four 0 No point in me going, eh? Shakes of the head. You'll be, you'll be, the head. You're going to the be... pub. That's that's it. I mean, there's not even time to go to the pub. This this is what I mean. I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm leaving work tomorrow at three, so I can still get a pint in, because I decided after Livingston, I can't watch Hearts without having a pint. It's bad. It's understandable. Really, really bad. Really understandable. Finish work at four, so I've got time for the pint. Or three before the game. <laughs> Just got the Shandon have four fucking Venoms, and that might make it bearable. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to have time for one. I finish at five. Boy. And uh, St Mirren, before we end the show, what, what, what are we thinking? Are we thinking a, a big win or a, a hangover after Europe? Uh, 3-1 St Mirren. I think our bake sh- makeshift back seven or eight will get exposed massively. <laughs> I'm going to do you for copyright. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I said it before the St Johnston game. And... I'll say it again now. I don't care. We just have to win. So I'm going to go 1-0 hearts. 
against St Mirren because we have to get three points in that match. There's, there's, I don't give a shit how we do it. We need to pick up the points. Otherwise, questions will be getting asked. We must have said that now about five times. It's, I thought we'd get through a show without saying questions have to get asked, but lots of questions are being asked. Calvin, your thoughts on St Mirren? 2-0. Two 2-0 no. Two no hearts. Routine. First clean sheet of the season. Because we need to keep a clean sheet by now. We're about to break our own record of not keeping a clean sheet. So, yeah, 2-0 no hearts. And Gordon, was it a result? Uh, don't know. No idea. Um, so, Mirren are shite. Um, but we did win four on the bounce against them last season, which worries me because we're unbeaten against Livingston. I always feel like, you know, these things are due in cycles and um, they're probably due a result against us. But... Um, I, I, probably a draw I'll be honest with you um, I, listen I hope Hearts need to win the game it's a massive game um, but we're just not playing very well at the moment and we're not particularly inspiring but again it'll be Robert Snodgrass's debut uh, maybe he's the man to, to go and fire us um, to three points and, and start positively and he'll come over and, and shoot us in section N and G respectively Um and uh, and we'll win two 0 or something, but um, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if uh, if we we didn't win the game. But uh, yeah, I'll 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 go one 0 Snoddy to get the goal. Thanks all for joining me this week. Yeah, um, if we don't get two positive results, questions will be asked. Until next week, goodbye.